so with the women that come to me and say well my husband's you know not keeping doesn't want to keep these he wants mm-hmm. to do the regular thing i always tell them go into the prayer closet just leave it leave it alone mm-hmm. seeds you know with your bible studies and stuff yeah it really depends on his you know if he's saved or not because some people are in completely unequal yoked situations and so every situation is different but i always say just go into your prayer mm-hmm. closet fast and pray and do what esther did right hi all i'm sherry oler i'm your host of the rep 43 podcast I am the founder of Emerald Glory Wellness and Emerald Oils. I'm a certified herbalist, an end times enthusiast, a deliverance and inner healing minister and teacher. I lead women's retreats and take teams on missions all over the world. And my hope is that my guests and I can spur you on to stay on the straight and narrow path all the way to Yeshua Messiah's return. From Torah to Revelation, we want to inspire you to worship in spirit and in truth, to keep your lamp full and your eyes fixed. Grab a cup of coffee, make yourself at home, and may Yahweh bless you as you listen. Like it's their only, it's their only Jesus. They're not Catholic. They're not Christian. They're not Jewish. They're not anything, but they know, or they think they know that Christmas is about Jesus. And so it's the one time a year they're willing to, to look at Jesus and to, somewhat give him honor even if they're doing it wrong it's the one time of year where the whole world recognizes that jesus came and so i have not and and i i believe this is very personal again it's got to be holy spirit i believe that holy spirit has sent me in to christmas in a lot of ways um, he sent me into a Lutheran church to preach the gospel for a women's Christmas event, which if I were anti-Christmas and would not touch it, then I would not have been able to do that. And people were set free that day and people heard the full gospel for the first time in their church that day. And so, and, and I believe that I have family members that it would do damage to their, um, their very slow walk that we are praying over. Uh, it would do damage for us to cut cut that off because uh, they are they have been hurt by um well there's just been some hurt by christianity let's say or even by us you know in the past um with christianity and so that would be further damaging to what the lord is doing in their life right now um so i do believe that at some point he will call us all the way out but i also believe that right now it's part of where he has us going on the mission field just like i went into india and stayed in a hotel with a hindu statue that i recognized as wicked but he sent me in to where hinduism was very prevalent in order to preach the gospel if that makes sense so what you're saying is you'll go to somebody else's table and eat, but yeah. you're not going to cook a Christmas ham at your house. Definitely not. <laughs> okay. so we're, yeah, we, we haven't put up a tree in years, those kind of things. Like, like he, he, he has shown us the paganism and we've not, we no longer participate in pagan ways, but we also don't slam the door on people who still do, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think, I think there's room to go and minister to people in Mm -hmm. pagan places of course Mm -hmm. Uh, but we don't for me you know i wouldn't obviously ever cook a christmas ham at my house or i mean i would never yeah i would never um ever we eat lasagna 
or December. Or I think <laughs> sometimes people put too much of the negative onto it instead of teaching their family and friends mm -hmm. uh, what the what 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 the things really are. And I think that's maybe why I did this yeah. book, book is so that people can start learning about the true biblical feasts, right? Because mm -hmm. I mean, I get what you're saying, but God's word is so rich and powerful, mm -hmm. and and any anything that's been created as a tool of the enemy to distract and dilute God's word mm -hmm. is going to get burnt in the fire. And I don't want to be caught holding on to it when it gets burnt. You know, I don't want to be standing there like, right. And I, I completely get tight. that. And, but, but I want to speak to the power of God's word to, to move people at the feast. And, you know, you invite those people that you would normally do those Xmas dinners with to start exploring the feast with you. Um, and they're going to start getting, seeing the richness and like, oh, this is in scripture. Yes, I completely get that. And the reasons why I, I, str I feel strongly for it. I, for a couple of reasons, which I won't get into too much because I, I, I get your point of view, but I just want to kind of just like plant seeds here. So, there's so many young children now that are growing up and they're like getting into witchcraft and they're getting into sure. all of this stuff. And they, you know, they grew up in Christian households and then they're getting pulled into all this stuff. Mm -hmm. A big part of why they fall away is because they were never actually taught the truth. They were taught, Absolutely. They, were taught money. they were taught all of this extra stuff that, but they were never taught the truth. Um, the, the warning I have about Xmas and why I'm careful with it and why I'm really cautious about it is because it's an exact replica of Sukkot. So Xmas day is a holiday. It's a, it's a day off. And then you have the whole week of holiday. And then mm -hmm. you have New Year's Day. And that works out to exactly eight days. The eight days, the eighth great day. Yeah. Uh -huh. So mm -hmm. the, the, the thing that really like just kind of gives me like, you know, be cautious yes. is that it is an exact replica. In the So room. that, I mean, and that yeah. makes a lot of sense to me because I, that is when I, when I understood that Easter was a replacement for Passover, then you're like, oh, well, then we're keeping Passover. Um, however, the difference for me is that nobody celebrates. I've not seen anybody, not that I can't, but I've not seen anybody celebrate the birth of Jesus, the major retelling of how Jesus came to earth during Sukkot. I, I've never seen it. I've never seen the people say, oh yeah, they, you know, we think that it's his birthday or we were never told to celebrate his birthday i see it in scripture the angels celebrated the shepherds celebrated the wise men right. you know the the pagan magis celebrated the birth of jesus with gifts why are we not seeing that at sukkot why are we not seeing that style of celebration and that reading of those scriptures at sukkot so i've never seen it as a replacement well, i'm gonna i'm gonna challenge you on that because you you said earlier that you hadn't really been to many of these gatherings. I have not been yeah. to many gatherings. However, I have, you know, obviously done like I did with yours, lots of downloads, lots of yeah. watching what people are saying online, lots of reading the Sukkot books, especially the children's Sukkot books. Um, 
books because I've been looking for really good ones for my grandbabies. And there's no mention of this, the, the story of Jesus's birth as told by Luke. There's no mention of the shepherds in the field. There's no mention of the North Star, the new star that God made to announce the birth. Like it's just, and again, it's not an excuse. I can do these things. I can incorporate these things into yeah. my own Sukkot. But I just have never seen it as the replacement because they're like if, if those things were incorporated into the Sukkots that I'm seeing and have been and been watching for and studying for, you know, four years now or whatever it's been, probably probably a little more, um, then I maybe I would have seen the replacement connection sooner. But I've not seen the replacement connection until you just said the oh. eight days. Then it's like, oh yeah, yeah it is it, there is eight days. And I never saw it as that. Yeah. I never saw that connection. I'm not sure that we're supposed to be trying to replace Christmas with anything though. Like, you know, we're supposed to go back to Yah's commandments and, and, and do those first. Right. No. And I'm not looking to replace Christmas. Yeah. Um, I, you're saying that, that the pagans have replaced Sukkot with Christmas. So I'm not looking to replace Christmas. I'm trying to understand if it is, if the pagans have, um, created Christmas as a replacement for Sukkot, then you would think that Sukkot would be the retelling and the celebration of the birth of Christ, of the Messiah, as we see it in scripture. Well, I think too, we have to look at this too. Like this is all very new as believers in Yeshua. There's yeah. only been a small remnant, right? Like uh, there's only been a small remnant for throughout history of yeah, people who right. Yeshua mm -hmm. and kept the commandments. There's always been a remnant, but it's always been a small remnant. This mm -hmm. is the first time in history that this remnant has grown like this, right? Right. Mm -hmm. And and you know, different people are going to incorporate different things in the way that they do it. Um, but you know, the Xmas traditions, those have been, you know, years and years of all of that, right? Um so well, that's why yeah yeah the pagan traditions to me pagans aren't going to retell the story of Jesus for the sake of honoring and glorifying and entering in with the messiah right they may right. put up a tree they may talk about santa claus they may cook their christmas ham like to me those things are a no brainer we don't do those things but yeah. if if the point is to share who the messiah is and i'm thinking i'll probably cut all of this out and and post it as a part 2 <laughs> <laughs> for the podcast no, no, I mean we don't so, have that, to. so we can keep talking about it if we need yeah. to I'll just make it a part two um yeah. because I do think that this is important this is a valuable conversation and again you did plant a seed with the eight the eight days because I'm like oh yeah it is eight days I never thought of it that way Sukkot um and we're gonna get there um but Sukkot is eight days it's the seven days of Sukkot then plus the eighth great day which talks about the millennial and everything else. Um, and so I never saw Christmas to New Year's as that. Never, it never occurred to me. I really noticed it. You know, when I noticed it, I think it was 2021. And the reason I noticed it, and this is the reason why I don't tend to waver on this. Um, will I go and have dinner with my family during that week? Yes. Mm -hmm. Will I go on the 25th? Absolutely not. Mm. And that's us. That's what we I, do. Yeah, I won't go. Um yeah. And I won't be rude about it. I just, I won't yeah. do it. Um, yeah, that's, that's exactly what we do. And we don't put up the tree and we, we, I mean, we haven't eaten ham in decades. So yeah, you and know, like the thing that really hit home with me, and I think it was um, 2021 
um, the Sabbath landed on Xmas Day, Christmas Day, the 25th, okay. and it landed on New Year's Day. Hmm. So all and of that, the, and then it, you put this like aha. All of these Christians were burning strange fire those days. Mm, interesting. What were they doing those days? The Sabbath. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Strange fire both of those days. And that's when I was like, no, this, and, and that was the year that very much it was going out to all, to all of the body, the sword of the mouth was going out. Like you need to get in line. You need to. Right. Um, yeah, that's interesting with me. And that was the year that I noticed that it was a week long feast as well. Mm. And so that's the week that you get all your time off from work, all your time off from Mm -hmm. school to to keep the feast. Right. So the kingdom Wow. Kingdom that is built That's, on that feast mm-hmm. is not. Is right. Not and yeah, and no, I get that. That's, um, I, that's an uncomfortable thing to say, but that's not Yeshua's kingdom because. No, his- no. And, and that is true. Yeah. And I appreciate that you're speaking truth. The, the, you know, the interesting thing. And, and if, if people are in a position where they can completely come out, their spouse is on board, like I've seen marriages wrecked over this this Christmas debate. Right. And so I don't think that that father wants a marriage wrecked because one spouse wants to keep Christmas and one spouse is like, absolutely not only the feast that where where is father's heart is his, his father's heart for divorce in that situation or his father's heart for humility and for um, the unbelieving spouse to be saved by the behavior and the humility and the love of the other spouse. Well, you're trying and, to get us into a whole nother conversation. I know, I know, <laughs> but I mean, it's, it, 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 these are the kind of things that, that we oh. have to ask ourselves. If you're in a position to come completely out of the, the pagan feast or otherwise known as the American holidays or whatever you want to call them, if you're in a position to where you can come out can, you can neglect those completely or, or burn those or leave them behind completely to come into the feast without divorce or without it, it damaging your testimony or somebody's heart that you know the Lord is working on or whatever, then absolutely do that. But but don't be one of those people of Ephesus that slams everybody and cuts everybody off because they are not there with you yet. And, and that's where we're at. Not everybody so think, in our lives is there with us yet. Yeah, I think too. I mean, the spouse thing is the hardest one. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think we also have to remember that Yeshua said that that if you don't hate your mother, you don't hate your whatever. I do. I do know that. Are you suggesting divorce over the feast no, days? No, I'm <laughs> suggesting that a lot of times we walk a line fearing fearing what you know fearing whatever but 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 yah is so powerful and his word is so powerful that i think we sometimes walk out of afraid uh, you know out of fear of losing relationships and stuff when we don't need to walk those lines if yeah no and i i agree what he's done for us and we show truly the blessing that he's shown us and the the, the amazing thing is a prophecy that he's um, you know especially if you have a, a spouse that's a christian they're going to pick up on it. Yeah, I do agree. Um, And for me, it's not even about losing relationships so much as it's about damaging, um, damaging the work that the Lord is, that I can see the Lord doing in the lives of certain people. um, And that it would be one more area that they've been hurt by the, by the Bible. And so I, I, and 
See, I trust me, the second that he says you're done, we're done. But every year as this comes up and I seek his face because it's a battle within me, you know, and as I seek his face, I just want to be right with you. I want to be holy. I want to be righteous. I want to do what you call me to do. Um, For me, and this is going to throw a monkey wrench maybe into what you're thinking, but for me, most of my friends online, most of my community online um, is like you, that they would have left it behind and they call it pagan. And so for me, that's what I want to do. It would be much easier for my reputation as a Bible teacher for me to do that. That would be, I would get much less hate and I would lose way less friends and it, I would be judged way less if I left paganism behind according to the holidays and just completely went into the feast. But because I, I feel that the Lord has called me to minister within Christmas, I am judged for that. And, and my fear of man would actually, like if I were to leave it all behind right now, it would be because of fear of man, because of the judgment that I get for not. And so for me, it's a, it's this place of humility with the Lord where I'm like, it's making me look bad but I know you're calling me to this. And the second that he says you're done, oh, it's going to be a relief for me, but he just hasn't done that. And then real quick, I know you're, you're waiting to say something, but um, I just remember when I first got filled with Holy spirit um, and it was miraculous, like completely miraculous. I was by myself in a bedroom in the middle of the night, um, crying out to the Lord and holy, he walked into my room the glory filled my, my room and put me on my face in repentance. I cried for hours in repentance. It was the first time I recognized my need for a savior. I was filled with Holy spirit. I woke up the next day, having much of the King James Bible memorized. I could quote it in context with understanding. And I had never read, read it. Um, like it was supernatural. Well, it was in April and Easter was coming up and a local church that I, you know, didn't know much of anything, but I, a local church, Um, They were doing a reenactment of Jesus's death and resurrection. And it started on Friday night where they, you know, it was outside and they reenacted him dying on the cross. And then they put him in the tomb and they had guards there 24 seven guard, literal men guarding the tomb. And then on Sunday morning, there was a sunrise service and he comes out. Okay. And so I am completely filled with Holy spirit and I'm super excited to take my girls to this. And we, we baked bread for the guards that were going to be in the cold for 24 hours, you know, overnight 24 seven. And, um, I remember sobbing that morning, watching Jesus come out of the tomb. Just, I I was so full of Holy spirit and it was such a visual understanding of what had just happened to me. And it was so powerful. It was 23 years ago. I will never forget it. Well, it was an Easter celebration. Yes. Easter is pagan and Easter is wrong, but I freshly filled by Holy spirit. and, And I left all sin behind literally all sin. I was never tempted again. Um, I was tempted with things like fear or worry or those kind of things, but every sin that I was walking in as a worldly person broke off of me that night in my bedroom. And I was a completely new creation the next morning. I'd been baptized in water a month and a half before or something, but didn't really even understand what I was doing. But I was a new creation created by the Holy Spirit that night. And yet, one of the things that the Lord sent me into to, to just reiterate what he had just done for me was an Easter celebration at a 
church. So yes, I believe that the church has it all wrong. Yes, I believe that Easter is pagan and replaced Passover, but the Lord used it in my life. And so those kind of things are when the Bible says you must work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, those kind of testimonies and the fact that the Lord is keeping me within the pagan holiday of or the, the Roman Catholic created holiday of Christmas, which we know is false. I trust him. I trust that that. I am working out my own salvation with him in fear and trembling that he knows my heart and he wants me. He knows that I want to be holy and righteous and I want to do it right. Um, but it's a dying. It, it literally is a dying to self thing when I stay in this for the sake of somebody else's current climate when it comes to where they are with the gospel. Right. And I, I do believe we will come out. I just don't think it's today. <laughs> I don't um, think it's right now. It'd be so easier just, for it to be right now. I had a random thought while you were speaking about, cause it sounds like you have some people that are, have church hurt, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and so. Or not even necessarily church hurt, but Christianity hurt and yeah. or major hurt by what they perceive the father did. The father hurt them. Yeah. But, and so navigating that, how so, the father hurt them. And that's where the disconnect kind of comes for me, because when I look at it, it's like that thing that you're looking at holding on to what is something of the mainstream Christianity of the thing that hurt them. Right. Because yeah, yes and no. So a piece of the the Christianity that brought in the hurt, and I kind of I'm 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 saying this because I kind of have the same thing where it's like I went to all these churches and I was never given a hand, I was never helped when I needed it, you know, Mm -hmm. and um I felt judged and you know in these mainstream churches, yeah. But then when I came out into the truth and started being a part of actually walking with y'all's people that walk in commandments. I was always provided for, um, I always, I was never felt like I was looked down upon in that way, in that same way. And, and so the, so yeah, it's, it's not necessarily like, the, from the church. It's like, it's like holding on to the church hurt, but yeah, that's the church that hurt them, but it's not, it's, uh, yeah, all, but um, I think that stuff anyways, right. That makes perfect sense the way you you just described it, but they're not necessarily hurt by the actual church, more by the idea of Christianity. And then they attribute that to the father. I know the father has not hurt them and that he's, he's been good their whole lives. Right. Um, And that he's been calling them their whole lives, but all they see is that he's caused pain. And so if these people love the holidays look forward to the holidays and then we say well in the name of jesus and his word we're done we're done with it that is more hurt that they see coming from jesus and so because it's his kindness that calls us to repentance we are navigating these waters in this season of life with him very carefully because it's his kindness that caused calls people to repentance. So yes, we can, we could stand on the truth. 
Okay, it's a replacement for Sukkot, and he was not even born in December, and the tree is pagan, and we could stand on those truths and say, we are done, we are not participating. Or we could be like planting the seeds of what we're doing. We are talking about and celebrating all the biblical feasts and separating it out from what that is. But yet um, we're also not slamming the door on those family dinners and those family gifts um, that they are doing in the name of Jesus, right? So they're doing it in the name of Jesus, even though they're not ready to dedicate their lives to him. And so we're doing the feasts and talking about the feasts. Um, but then like you, we will go have lasagna during that season with gifts because that's what they are. That That is the one thing that they are open to in Jesus's name right now. So then therefore we will show them love and kindness within it. Yeah. And I hope this is helpful for people as well, because again, this is, this is the one issue this season from October through January 1st, this season is the season where I'm like just shouting from the rooftops, everybody work out your own salvation with fear and trembling because this could cause divorce if you're not listening yeah. to Holy Spirit. Like you have to be listening to Holy Spirit, you know? I mean, it's my thing hard. is, is Yeshua is so close and I don't want to be, I don't want to be doing and I get it. And, and so like, I plan on going to visit friends during that season and just avoid the whole topic mm -hmm. altogether. Um, I honestly, yeah, to me, I hate the season. Yeah. I don't like it mm -hmm. because it's a reminder to me of all this attention being put on the enemy's plan and no attention being put on and the falls. And I, I get it. And for me, I don't like the season um, for that reason. Do you think it's a coincidence that it started storming and thundering and lightning in the midst of this discussion? Did it? Um, yeah. yeah. So Can you see know. it or hear it? No, I didn't hear mm. it over here. It's flashing um, in my, in my yeah. screen too. For me, uh, I'm, I'm blessed, you know, that my family is very level-headed. And if I just take off or they, they're, they're not gonna, they can yeah. do their right. Christmas the is holiday discussion. It's, it's a hard discussion. Um, I think like, and I want to be brutally honest with you. I think that there's going to be a, well, I, I guess I'll just tell you what happened this past week. And this is why I take this, this is heavy on me, you know, to make sure that I always speak truth and I never waver. Mm -hmm. and, and okay. So someone came to me with a dream they had about me and the dream pointed towards a song and the song was a modern Christian country song. And it sounded really, okay. really good. Okay. And they were told to give the song to a Jenny and the person gave the song to a few other Jennies and then they gave it to me and the Ruach told them, didn't say that whether this song was good or bad, but give this song to Jenny. And so they brought the song to me and I was like, yeah, I understand. And later that day, so they brought me this dream. I probably, I won't go to all the details of the dream. Yeah. So in this dream, it was two people on a front porch too. And that's, those are dream symbols that I fully understand. So two people on a French porch. So it's a picture of people proclaiming something um, okay. from their house. Right. 
anyway, so she brings me this dream. And at that moment, when she brings me the dream, I just happened to be studying the Song of Moses. And so we know that the Song of Moses is a reminder to the people that they're going to be led astray by idols, that they're going to be, mm-hmm. and they're going to, they're going to go, you know, stray from him. And then he's going to call them back. Um, but to repent and turn back and, 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 you know, the whole Song of Moses, right? Um, so I'm studying the Song of Moses. She brings me this dream and I was like, oh, that's interesting. Okay. And in this dream, there was also a section where she had written down um, all the commandments from the New Testament, the Old Testament. Um, and then she had gone into the Apocrypha in the dream and wrote down like Enoch commandments, Jasher commandments, Jubilee commandments, all this extra stuff. And it, and, and she was looking at it and she's like, it's so, it's too busy. It's too much. And then she ripped it in half. And when she ripped it in half, she ripped off all the extra books and it was just the, the new Testament and the old Testament. Right. And this is all in the dream. This is all in the dream. Okay. And then she looks at the paper and it said, keep the commandments, keep the commandments. That's all it said. Okay. Ripped off the extra, the noise. And all it said was keep the commandments. Okay. And then, so she brings me this, she brings me this dream. And I'm at that moment, I'm studying and memorizing the song of Moses. I put it on my heart that I needed to memorize the song of Moses. And so I was like, okay, that's interesting. I was just studying the song of Moses. Um, That's very, very interesting. I'll pray about it later. Um, Did my Bible study that day. And then later in the day, another friend sent me this link. She's like, can you look at this? It's about the church of the churches of revelation. And I think this guy is really interesting. I've started watching a few of his videos Mm -hmm. and I was like, yeah, yeah. Okay. I can, I can look at this. And so I opened this up and I start looking at this video for her and immediately he's in Nashville and he's pointing out some stuff in Nashville. Now, Nashville country music, right? Um, so I was like, huh, that's interesting. Yeah, there's a connection there. Nashville, uh, I've thought this for a long time, that Nashville is going to be one of the first places destroyed when the wrath comes. Um, because they have the giant um, idol there, the giant golden idol there. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have all sorts of different idols. Um, but that idol, the big giant golden idol, which is the biggest in America that they have there, is actually the protector of cities. I did not know this about yeah, Nashville. And it's um, actually a LDS. Uh, no, not an LDS. Oh, uh, okay. uh, Seventh-day Adventist. Um, oh, okay. There's a prophecy that lines up with this thing. And and y'all brought me to that prophecy and he had me look through it. And I was like, okay, this is interesting. I'll just be watchful of it. And then he brought me back to this information again. And mm-hmm. so for me, when I see Nashville, I see, you know, like, Wow. symbols you know even okay. Nashville is known as America's Athens right mm. so anyways that Nashville stuck out to me I'm like okay so she brought me the song and then this other girl brings me these videos that are all about Nashville and then it was going through this and his study was pretty decent and it was pretty good there's some stuff I disagreed with with and it was a lot of truth there's a bunch of truth but then at the end it started to take a turn and it started to get into patriotism Ah. get into traditionalism and all of that kind of Mm -hmm. thing and I've known for a long time that the test to the Christian church in America especially is going to be patriotism it's going to be wanting to go back to the way things were instead of yes into the kingdom they're going to hold on to America they're not going to want to let go yes and have the kingdom instead right 
right? And so, you know, there's so many things lining up for that. So I'm watching this video and I'm like, yeah, what are you trying to show me? And he, at the end of his video, he had this thing where he was promoting this Trump video that he had made. And I was like, I think I need to watch this Trump video. Wow. And so I went to his other video and I watched his Trump video and it was all about the Kim Clements um, prophecies and all of this stuff. And Yikes. I have so many red flags on it and so many, you know, so many stuff on it. But Clim Kim, the Kim Clements thing right away, he says, um, right away, the Kim Clements thing says, oh, Trump is going to, let me just grab you it because I, I screenshotted it. Yeah, I've done an entire uh, couple of videos on the whole false Kim Clement. Trump yeah, he's, he's a false fascinating to me. And he yes. might have said stuff that came to pass, but that doesn't mean he's telling you good stuff. Um, so right. I think it's because he was connected. He was a plant. Yeah. So if we look at so Kim Clement said. I don't know if you can see it. Uh huh. You know. OK, I'll Trump read it. Yeah. Mm hmm. Uh, on April 4th, 2007, April 4th, 2007, and this will go with your understanding of the job. Okay. Mm -hmm. Trump shall become a trumpet says the Lord Trump shall become a trumpet. I will raise up the Trump to become a trumpet and bill Gates to open the gate of yes. a financial realm for the church, which church, Yes. which church, which church, Kim, the, come on. This is exactly the, that screenshot, the Lord. Lord who, Lord of what? Right. Which that church? screenshot is in my, in my Kim Clement videos on TikTok, that same one, because yeah. it's insane. And it's insane that they, that the church latched onto it as a good thing. And the whole thing's crazy. Oh, they don't see it. So this is what I'm saying. Okay. So the song on the porch mm -hmm. sounded really, really good. Mm -hmm. It was a country song. It was a gospel Christian song. It sounded really, really good. Okay. I'm studying the song of Moses, which is Yah's perfect song that he gave Moses for the people to remember. Right. Mm -hmm. And all of that. Right. And so, and then I'm sent to this national thing and I'm sent to this false prophet information. And I told you, I told my friend, um, I told my friend, yeah, no, I, this is, this guy's, this guy's a wolf. He's doing, he's doing what I like to call fourth truths and a lie. Four truths. Yes, and lie. yes, yes. Uh -huh. Four truths, and they sneak in the lie, and the lie is what's going to kill you, right? Yes. And and so I had prayed about this, like, yeah, what are you showing me? And he's showing me that the great deception is coming. And when I think about, you know, this picture of patriotism, this picture of holding on to what was and not being able to move into forward into what's coming, and all of this stuff, and this great shaking that's going to happen. Um, there's going to be a deceptive song, a deceptive spirit, and it's going to sound really, really good. And it's going to be, you know, and I honestly think it will probably be attached to Christmas. It'll probably be attached mm -hmm. to the Roman church, the Roman church and the Roman church. Uh, the Catholic church right now is growing in certain ways. I saw a video today with Candace Owens talking about her Catholicism journey. I saw videos from a very popular military podcaster talking about um, his Catholic beliefs. You've got the chosen people and they're talking about their Catholic stuff. Yeah. Okay? So I, I don't know if you saw my post a couple of days ago where a longtime sister in the Lord went back to Catholicism. And yeah. I'm just like, what is happening? And a very popular um, 
deliverance and healing, like very, very, very popular deliverance and healing minister who the Lord works powerfully through because I've seen it firsthand. Um, he has been going into the Catholic church to minister, which is great. Go into the Catholic church and minister, tell them the truth and call them to come out according to revelation. Like that's the, that's what you should be doing when you go to minister. If you go in and you minister and somebody is healed there, and there's all these miracles there. The point is to call them out. But what he was doing is saying, look what God is doing for our Catholic brothers and sisters. And then everybody in the comment was talking about unifying with the Catholics and they knew this yes. would happen. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, what is happening? This is false, false, false. Yeah. So terrible. you can see, like, you can see what I'm, what I'm saying with this yeah. is what's rising is this false wrong. Well, who, who is the beast that got the injury and now is being revived? Rome. Mm -hmm. So Rome is about to revive and I can show you. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Rome is about to revive and it's going to be a false song. You know, it's not the song of Moses. It's not the song of Revelation 14. It's not the song that the 144,000 are singing, which is. Right. The new song. Testimony of Yeshua. Mm -hmm. Commandments. Of Yah, mm -hmm. right. That's the new song that we're supposed to be singing. And that's not the tune that they're singing. Okay. Mm -hmm. You know this, you know this. And that's why I can't be, I can't waver on the Catholic thing. I mean, I understand you have on the Christmas thing. You mean? Yeah. On the, on the Xmas Christmas thing. Also found it was interesting that they do Xmas because um, we've got Twitter X. X means yeah. Mark. X is the tall. Yeah. And, mm -hmm. You know, and you've got all that too. And I'm like, huh, mm -hmm. that's interesting. Okay. But yeah. then, so speaking of Rome, Yeah, <laughs> I remember that yeah. ridiculousness. So insane. Yeah, I remember. So that was 2019. Oh my Rome, gosh. Right? So silly. Picture of Rome. Yeah. Oh, he's got the Twitter too. Look, did you see that? And he's got the Twitter on his little thing. I there. did not see it. Oh, um, He's we got, actually, when I first invited you on to the podcast months ago, and I'm like, I'm thinking about starting a podcast, would you come and talk about the end times and Trump? Um, so it's funny that this came well, up. I could go, you know? yeah, I could tell you a lot about Trump, obviously. Yes, yes. So there's his, there's oh the, yeah, there's Twitter. There's the tweet. Yeah. And now what did Twitter turn into? What did Twitter morph into? The, the X, X, the mark, right? Yeah. Got XRP, XLM, the digital yeah. currencies that mm -hmm. are going to be connected. Elon already talked about, and I had a dream about Elon too. Elon has already talked about how um, Twitter is going to be a financial system. He's going to work it into. Uh, yeah. Right? So yeah, all of these all, things, yeah. mm -hmm. and this is, and you know, this is all under the beast of Rome, that's going to, that's going to rise up. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's just so interesting because you, you know, I can see, you know, yeah, I hear yeah. from, the, you know, you know, I hear from the Lord and he gives me the most amazing dreams and sends me on missions across the world with these crazy dreams and sends me to repent at Notre Dame, you know, for, for the Catholicism and for the paganism and for the Satanism. And so the fact that he has me where he has me on this Christmas issue is crazy. And I know it's crazy because I do hear from him. He does give me a dream. He can give me a dream in a second 
and I would be done. Or he could just speak to me. He speaks to me all the time. So um, the fact that he has me where he has me is crazy. And I know that. And I just need to keep trusting him in it. And, and you know, believe me when I tell you that it is, it is a constant seeking his face on this matter. And uh, I do believe that he has, um, you know, there are people that gave up Christmas because everybody on Facebook is shouting it's pagan. And it, it had, you know, it just, it had a, it created a blow to their relationship with the Lord where then they couldn't hear him anymore and their joy was lost and their family rejected them. And just all of these things that brought deep depression into their life. And they're trying to figure out where, you know, where did my Holy spirit joy go and why can't I hear the Lord? And what is this tie with Christmas? And, and it's just, it's not easy. It's this navigating navigating that this particular issue tells the reason not the reason the fact that it's so hard tells me that i know you're right that it is because we're getting closer and closer to the end times and it is involved in this hinging between the true bride and the adulterous bride and the whore of babylon compared to you know the the bride that is ready so i do get that that we're it's right there yeah he said he'd put us through the fire on this stuff yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I get it. I get how important it is and I get, and, I, and like I said, it's, it is, yeah. um, but I just, I do think that I won't, I'm not going to be the one that tells anybody what calendar they keep or, um, you know, uh, what calendar they keep or, you know, that's between them and y'all to figure out. I can tell right. them my thoughts on it. Mm-hmm. Um, I can tell them what I have seen. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the message just has to be continually, here's what the Bible says, um, and you have to work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Are you doing that? Do you fear him? Do you fear his return? Do you want to be holy and righteous? Do you want to make sure your lamp is lit? And what is he saying to you about this when you read scripture? Yeah. Um, And I think that's, you know, for me personally, like I'll say my personal take on it. And I have family um, that does the regular, you know, the regular days mm-hmm. that the world does. Um, and they know what I do and, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not going to be here. I'm going to be on a trip. Um, we're going to be away. And so, yeah, yeah. That's, that's good. And that's what my friend Tabitha did last year. They were like on an Island in yeah. Florida. and she's like, it's so peaceful. I'm like, yeah, that'd be amazing. Yeah. You know, if your kids are young enough to where you can pull them out of it, that's amazing. Count your blessings. Like that's so good. Or if your spouse is on board with you and coming out, that's so good. What a blessing that is. But I also yeah. just let's pray for the people. About, let's talk about the spouse thing for a second, because this is kind of something that comes up all the time is what do you do when your spouse And let's talk about it from a female perspective, because I think Mm -hmm. like, so the husband is not on board. I don't know that. I don't know the male perspective as well. Um, Yeah, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And I tend to think that the men tend to just, you know, the the holidays tend to be a female activity. I always say that men kind of run on the sun and the days and then women kind of run on the women do run on the seasons and the months. Right. Naturally. 
And so women are very seasonal and they tend to want to commemorate seasons and stuff like that. So I do find that the feasts tend to be something that the women are drawn to planning. It makes for, sense. Yeah. Mm -hmm. you know, getting ready for that's what I just typically find. Um, but I find so with the women that come to me and say, well, my husband's, you know, not keeping, doesn't want to keep feasts. He wants mm -hmm. to do regular thing. I always tell them, go into the prayer closet, just leave it, leave it alone. Mm -hmm. Seeds, you know, with your Bible studies and stuff. Yeah. It really depends on his, you know, if he's saved or not, because some people are in completely unequal yoked situations. And so every situation is different, but I always say, just go into your prayer mm -hmm. closet fast and pray and do what Esther did, right? Esther fasted and prayed. Amen. For and she had other people fasting and praying for three days before she even went and talked to him and mm -hmm. even went and said anything to him, right? And then she approached yes. the royal king, right? And she didn't nag and complain. And she approached him like a king and said, and I strong to, arm. Yeah. I mm -hmm. want to bring something to your attention. What do you think about this, right? After fasting and praying for three days, and you can see how the energy and the approach of that is so much different than if you're just like, no, it's pagan. Rah, 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 and right. You got to throw these decorations away and start throwing things out the door in a frenzy. You can see the energy difference, right? Versus right. I fasted and prayed. I'm approaching him like a king. I'm asking his his favor to hear me out. All of those things, right? Mm -hmm. Amen. Would be a different relationship that would be had. Um, and you know, do I think that? See, I can't. I for personally, I can't really speak to that unequally yoked situation. And you know, as far as the feasts and stuff go, and I can imagine how difficult that would be to be in that situation. Yeah, really feel called to keep father's word and your spouse is not on board. And I think that would require just diligent fasting and praying. Like anything. I 100% agree. Um, you know, we, we also we just cannot forget that God, father, he is after people. He wants people's hearts. He wants them to surrender. He wants them to come into his ways. That's why it's his kindness that calls them to repentance. It's not the anger. It's not the hard stance. It's not the, it's not the force. It's not the manipulation. It's none of that. And so he, if you are in an unequal, which I am not, praise the Lord, but if you are in an unequally yoked situation regarding the feasts or anything else um, in your marriage, Father wants your spouse. He wants your spouse to be saved as much as you do, more so. He wants their heart. And so whatever you can do to love them in the name of Jesus. Like, I mean, I just think of my dad. Um, he was just a, such an awesome example of this. He had his other issues going on, but he was an awesome example of the father's love for me when I was living like an idiot in the world. I was unsaved. I thought I was saved, but I was not. Um, I was not born again. I was, um, you know, living in fornication and leaving my child at home with him while I would go out all hours of the night. And um, I would come home with a walk of shame the next morning. And he never shamed me. Not once did he shame me. And he had every right to, and he could have, but he loved me unconditionally in the name of Jesus. And the shame was on me because I, I knew how he felt. And so imagine like, walking into your, your father's home to pick up your child where, you know, he serves Jesus and loves Jesus and, and knows what you've been doing all night. You know, like he didn't have to say a word to me. I knew. 
And so, you know, it was his love and his kindness. He continually helped with diapers because I didn't have child support. And, you know, he continually helped with babysitting. He put gas in my car. He loved me in the name of Jesus unconditionally. And so when the father, the father, our heavenly father showed up in my room that night and I went to repentance Part of that for me was the fact that I knew that he loved me unconditionally because I had seen it from my dad. And so if you're in a situation where somebody in your life is living like a fool and they're living in the world and they're denying God's ways and they're denying his word and he's calling you in the midst of them to chase after him even harder, the way that you treat them with unconditional love, despite the fact that you know that they're not living right and they're not keeping the right feast days and or whatever it is that they're doing, the way that you treat them with unconditional love of the father, they already know if you're, if you're preaching truth and you're standing on the word of God, they already know how you feel. So- and- you don't have to to force them or to cut them off or to even, you know, after you've said it, they know. My kids know even, right? Like I don't have to continually preach down at my children for their sins because they already know right from wrong. They know sin, you know, good from evil and sin from righteousness and they know who we are. So in our presence, when we're loving them, that is going to heap the the need for repentance on them. My words don't need to do that. Does that right. make sense? Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's shining your light too, and them seeing the peace in your life and the peace mm-hmm. in your walk. Amen. And the, and the presence of the Father with you. That's and all what- the victories, all the victory. Yeah. Compared to what it's like living in the world where you're just continually beat up, you know? Yeah. 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 I definitely, I definitely see that. Yeah. And I think just with spouses, it's so hard because it's day in and day out. And right. That would be so hard. I really feel for people that are in that situation. Um, And yeah, if you're listening to this and that's you, I would just say, take Jenny's wisdom, go into your prayer closet and fasting and prayer I've had so many people over time, like praying for them and fasting for them, you know, years later and they start to come around and yeah, it took a while, but Mm -hmm. yeah, it always seems to take. Father is faithful and he completes the good work that he started. And yeah, there is, there are times when it is time to break away. And Jesus said, if you're not willing to leave houses and spouses and mothers and daughters and, you know then you're not fit for the kingdom. So there, there are those, those severe circumstances and it will be during the mark, the next season of the marking. Well, and if you think about like the first season of the marking um, and you think about what happened during that season and how it divided families, it really did. And and people, there's the people who caved and the people who stood strong and stood by what they believed, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And whatever's coming is going to be more difficult. Yes, yeah. way more. Yes, it's going to be because it's going to involve not being able to buy and sell. Like we got close mm-hmm. here in Canada. We got really mm-hmm. close in Canada mm-hmm. to not be able to buy and sell. We were just yeah. on the cusp. And so yeah. when, when that next round comes in and we're yeah. going to have to stand, like, we have to be able to leave our communities. We have to be able to walk mm-hmm. away. We have to be able to live yeah. 
in isolation on our own, go to the wilderness, right? He's going to call many to the wilderness away from their families, away from their friends. Right. Yeah. The fire is just going to keep getting hotter. So yeah. Yeah. So I, I just, yeah, it's almost like we have to be prepared for that understanding that if people aren't willing to walk away and they want to stay in the system. Yeah. And I think we need discernment to know when yeah. people have been given over to the strong delusion or when you're called to stay with them because father's trying to reach their heart and you, you have to be able to hear Holy spirit because I don't think it's going to happen for every single person in every single relationship all at the same time. We're navigating this as individuals with the Holy spirit on the narrow path, on the straight path that leads to the narrow gate. And at any time when he says it's time, it's go time for you, it's go time. Yeah. And if he says stay, even if it's hard and your desire is to go, if he says stay, then you stay. You've got to be able to hear his voice. So, yeah. Yeah. And I've even had I've even had people who have taken two of the jabs and they ended up later figuring it out and, you know, regretting and changing their mind on it. Right. Mm -hmm. So it makes you think, you know, the next time around, who's going to go for it and who's not. Right depending on how it's presented. Ah, right. I know. Yeah. And that's something we literally should be praying about every single day for, yeah. for our loved ones to come out now, come out now before, before you don't want to be making that decision as an unbeliever during that time, like come out now, get your armor on and learn his voice now so that when, yeah, when it all happens, you're ready, but all right, well, let's talk about Sukkot. Uh, how, when then, so we have Yom Teruah, then 10 days, then we have the Day of Atonement. And after that's done, then five days later is Sukkot, Feast of Tabernacles. Yeah. And Sukkot is about understanding that you're tabernacling. It's a wedding feast, tabernacle, you're dwelling with yeah. Yah in his presence. You've done the repentance process, and now you're dwelling with him in his presence, his closeness. Um, so there's this tradition, and I think we kind of got started on this conversation about tradition. Um versus commandments and that's mm -hmm. what took us off topic for a minute there um and the 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 tradition versus commandment well there's a tradition in judaism that after yom kippur you start building your sukkah right away so yeah. it's kind of a beautiful tradition so you have the five days to start building on your sukkah so that it's ready for sukkot but if you mm -hmm. don't want to do that that's okay it's just a tradition and then um you dwell in the booths. So the commandment is to dwell in the booths for the, for the eight days or the seven days. And then you have a holy convocation the first day and the holy convocation the eighth day. Um, and you dwell in the booths. And all that means is you just have a meal in the booth. You enjoy your time in the booth. You read scripture in the booth. Um, some people go camping. Some people don't. It just depends on what your situation is. Some people go and rent hotel rooms or cabins mm -hmm. like you do. Something temporary, temporary dwelling. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and for like for me, I'm in Canada, so we can't always dwell in tents, <laughs> right? Because it's freezing. Mm -hmm. You know, and I was even saying in the book that some people even just set up a tent in their house or like a booth over their kitchen table if they don't have any. I did that one year. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So there's all sorts of ways that people do it and to remember the commandment. And it's about turning your heart, you know, towards the season. It's not about doing anything perfectly, of course. Um, it's about rejoicing and celebrating and all that. Yeah, it is the most celebratory, the most fun yeah. feast, so to speak, celebratory feast. It is the it's it's a picture of us being 
united with our bridegroom. So it is a huge celebration, especially coming out of the warning, then all the repentance, and then yeah. realizing the atonement. And then it is like the apex of the year yeah. prophesying our wedding. Yeah. So it is a huge celebration. And there's no doubt in my mind that the, the wedding feast of the bride of Messiah will happen during that mm -hmm. season at some yeah. point. Right. I agree. Perfect sense. So I agree. So let me just real quick, let's go through um, just a few of the ideas. So you have all sorts of ideas for trumpets. Amazing. Um, and then some coloring pages. That's beautiful. Um, is there an ideas page like there was? Let's see. Learn about Sukkot. There is. I, I don't recall. Okay. Yeah. Let me get there. Okay. It's so good. There's so much information, so many scriptures. Okay, I'm just going to run through this really quickly. Um, how to celebrate Sukkot. It's in her guide. Um, hang on a minute. For the sake of keeping everything extremely simple for new, for new believers coming to the feast, let's look at the commands one by one. One, it's a seven-day feast beginning the 15th day of the seventh month. Two, first day is an assembly, so you meet with other believers as best as you can. Online works if you have no other options. It is a Sabbath, so you do no regular work. There is no command against cooking this day. Um, three, present food offerings to Yahweh uh, for seven days, so eat a meal in your tabernacle. Uh, four, on the eighth day, have another assembly and a Sabbath rest day, same as the first. Five, live in temporary shelters for seven days. Um, then you just, you had already mentioned all the different possibilities for the booth. Um, six, take branches from leafy trees, palms, willows, and other leafy trees. This is actually in scripture and wave them. Oh, and then there was the etrog, the um, citrus style fruit as well. Um, wave them and rejoice towards Yahweh for seven days. You can get these things at floor shops. Judah has specific things they use, and I will show that next. Remember not to put a heavy yoke upon yourself. This is supposed to be a festival of rejoicing. I love that so much. Um, I cannot express enough not to put a heavy yoke on yourself. Amen. And then she's got some decorate the sukkah uh, coloring sheets. And oh, then there's the, the lulav and the etrog, which is the, the branches with the citrus fruit. Yeah. Love that. Nice. Yeah, very cool. Um, then there's some crafts, some sukkah crafts, uh, the Ten Commandments, um, activ activity ideas. This is what I was looking for. Build or buy a tent and decorate it. Find ideas on Pinterest for decorating. Make your own weatherproof decorations if your sukkah is outside. Read Torah and your sukkah. It's a tradition to read the Torah, the first five books during Sukkot. Spend time every day reading Torah during the feast. Sing and rejoice in the tent. Invite family and friends into the tent to witness to them. Plan coffee meetings or meals in the tent. I love it. Give gifts and offerings. We can't make offerings at a physical temple in Jerusalem, but we can bless others who bless us with gifts. It's a command that 10% of your yearly increase is for Sukkot. That's amazing. Talk about that real quick. Yeah. So the command, so a lot of, I, I would say mainstream churches talk about tithing, but they don't talk about the fact that um, the portion of the tithe was supposed to go for you to celebrate Sukkot. A portion was to go mm -hmm. to feed the widows and the orphans directly. Mm -hmm. um, so let's put this in the con and then the rest for the, the Levites. Mm 
So if we put this in the context of a mega church, we put this in the context of a mega church, that mega church, if they want to say that you should be tithing to their church, they should take um, all of the tithe on the third year, all of the tithe on the third year. I won't go into the math stuff because it's just too complicated, but all of the tithe that year should go directly to feeding widows and orphans in their church and in their community. Amen. None of it should be used for anything in the church. Mm-hmm. That's, what that's what it's for. And then the other portion of the tithe is for people to take a pilgrimage and go to Jerusalem. So if you are tithing, um, which I don't like to say tithing, I usually like to say yeah. offerings. Mm-hmm. If you were to be tithing, you would be saving up a portion of your income to do the pilgrimage to Jerusalem so that you were there on the Feast of Sukkot. That's what the that's amazing. For. It's not for just, you know, the, the building and the yeah, just for maintenance all of that. and, the, and then yeah. the other third, the other portion was for the Levites, the priests and all of that. So um, I think there's like a lot of misconception as to how the tithe actually worked. Um, it I wasn't agree. just 10% to the Levites. It was, there was other things that it was for. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And so it, that's great. You can imagine if the mega churches actually did that. What a totally different, different ballgame, right? Different, you know, what different a different world city they would live in because right. they, all that money would be going to the, the widows and the orphans, right? Right. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Care for widows and orphans make an effort at this time to do something for the less fortunate. The Torah tells us to eat good food, have delicious drinks and purchase whatever your heart desires. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. Gifts, candies, sweets, and favorite foods make this feast the highlight of the year. Share gifts, especially of food with others too. If Yeshua was Yeshua was born during the Feast of Tabernacles, and many believe it is highly likely because John 1.14 says he tabernacled among us. And this is a good time of year to sing songs about his birth and read. Oh, there you go. That's exactly what I was talking about. Yep. Like, why don't people do this in Sukkot? Um, read about it in Luke 1 and 2 and Matthew 1 and 2. And then there's a meal planner and a grocery list. Um, it's just phenomenal. Shopping list. I love it. And I think, and then there's a, there's a seven day or maybe it's eight day. Oh, camping packing list. Um, but then there's a journal, a Sukkot journal for, for you to journal every day. I love it. I am so excited. I'm so excited about the people that the Lord is bringing together for us with us this year for Sukkot. And, um, yeah, I'm just super excited about, um, this season. And I think so many more uh, are this year on in my friends list than ever before. So that's yeah, just great. Like you started out more, more people it's are only going to grow because he's gathering his people in. Right. So, you know, yeah, all so of the, awesome. all of the people are going to get gathered in all of the lost. You know, I church. love it. It's exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, so thank you so much. Now tell yeah. people where uh, I'm sure I will share the link, but tell people where they can find you again on TikTok and where they can find this guide and any shops you have, that kind of thing website on tiktok it's in the real life here so if you just go at in the real life here Mm -hmm. and then um, my website is in the real life.com in the real life no here.com okay and i i i saw i think i saw etsy on the last page you have etsy too yeah there's a link on my website for that perfect yeah it's a complicated link but everything is usually in the real life um or in the real life here one or the other Okay. That's awesome. 
Well, thank you. I've taken so much of your time. Yeah. Thanks for having the chat today. It was amazing. Thank you. I'm so glad you squeezed me in. It was kind of last minute and you squeezed me in and I appreciate that. I'm going to send you uh, one of one of the emerald oils. So you can, you can tell me which one you want, but we will talk about that. I'll message you. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you. And thank you for this amazing guide. It's going to help so many. And I'm looking forward to using it with our, with our people that are coming for our gathering. So thank you. Love that. Have a blessed day. You too. God bless you. Bye. Bye. Okay. Is it just me or did that go by way too fast? I hope you enjoyed it. Enjoyed the discussion as much as I did. If you want more to find any of the resources that were mentioned today, just head on over to emeraldglorywellness.com. And thank you so much for joining us today. Don't forget to share this with anybody in your life that you think it might benefit. Yahweh bless you and yours.